Jesus promised his disciples. He said, I will not leave you alone. I will uh, leave counsel with you, the Holy Spirit with you. I will not leave you as orphans. Please take that promise to yourself as well. He has not left us as orphans. Where he went was to prepare a place for you and me, not just the disciples that he was talking to. Every one of these promises applied to you and me. Why? Because we have a loving Father. He said to his disciples, you should be happy where, that I am leaving you, for I am leaving you with that Holy Spirit. They did not know at that time what he meant. Just think about it. If, if you are a non-believer and somebody said, you had the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ, how much of that would you understand? Even though you were raised in the church, how long did it take you to understand that that Holy Spirit was with you as well as everybody else so that you knew it? You may have known at age 9 or 11, but it may have been 35 or 45 before you understood. For we have so many individuals that have heard of Pentecost but do not understand this story. And this is your story and it's my story. It is our story in Jesus Christ. In the book of John, the 14th chapter and the 16th verse, Jesus says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you. The, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him or knows him. But you know him for the lives you will, but you will know him for, the, for he lives with you and will be in you forever. I will not leave you as orphans. Because I live, you also will live. I will not leave you as orphans. And yet, that passage is not understood by a lot of people that are in church today. They don't understand. The disciples did not understand. What is this Holy Spirit? For if you have not really had a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, then this doesn't make sense. I remember these days and thinking, what have I missed here? What is it that I've missed that they understand? And it's the story of Jesus Christ. As we've said, Jesus is love. He is love. And once again, he is epitomizing love, for he left that Holy Spirit with you. There may be some of you this very morning that knew that the Holy Spirit was with you, for you had a lot of complications. You had a struggle getting here today. But you're here. You're here to worship our Lord and our Savior. Many, many do not understand that. They do not feel that sense of that Spirit that's within Him. They just don't. When we talk about the Holy Spirit, it's a big question mark. And I pray that each one of you will, you will, whether it's this day or tomorrow, you will feel that Holy Spirit. As you go into the Word, 
and you read it and you study it and you see how much love Jesus Christ had for everyone else and then you have faith. Okay, Jesus, I don't truly understand this Holy Spirit, but I'm going to have faith in you. I trust you because every word you have told me has been true and it will be true. So help me grow. Help me grow as an individual so I can know that Holy Spirit. So I will know when someone is baptized what is being said about that Holy Spirit and giving their life to Jesus Christ. So I too will understand. So I too will understand the joys of walking hand in hand with Jesus Christ. John said in the 16th chapter in the 7th verse, But very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, you will send, you will send him. Excuse me. But if I go, I will send him to you. The disciples didn't understand that. I promise you. They did not understand. They did not have really a clue, but don't fault them. How can you have a clue as to what is going to happen in that upper room? Who could envision that spirit descending on them the way that it did? There was approximately 120 people in that room. Followers of Jesus Christ. So their numbers had increased from the time of the resurrection. They had been telling the story in secret. They would pull off by themselves for they knew that very well their lives were at stake if they were caught praying to Jesus Christ. So they would quietly meet in homes. And with this process... With this process, the numbers grew to this point 50 days later. The Word tells us that Jesus was with the disciples the first 40 days. The first 40 days, they would see Him here and they would see Him there. They knew Jesus Christ was living. And then they saw the ascension that is recorded in the book of Acts in the first chapter. His ascension. As they stood there and watched, then there were two men in white robes. says, why, why are you standing looking here into the sky? He will return. The disciples were told to go back to Jerusalem. Go back and wait. And the word tells us that as they, as they were waiting, they broke bread. They prayed, and they prayed, and they prayed. It talks about Peter going in to the temple area and healing, and healing, just as Jesus Christ had done. And then, then, that special day that the Holy Spirit descended on them. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. And this is in Acts, the second chapter in the first verse. Suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house 
where they were sitting, they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. There was such a, a loud noise in this upper room. It started a gathering of people outside. They heard the noise. They heard individuals speaking in tongues. And they thought that these disciples were already drunk. Peter steps out on the balcony and he says, No, we are not drunk. We are filled with the Holy Spirit. And then the disciples, several of them, and we don't know the names, but they stepped out and started using different languages. Anytime there was a holiday and the Jews came into Jerusalem, they came from all over. Passover was the number one, but this too is a very important day to Jews. So they had Jews from all over, but they were not neglected because the disciples spoke in the language so that everyone could hear it was that important that everyone could hear the word that had been given to them, the word of Jesus Christ. No, they were not drunk. They were high, high on the Holy Spirit. They were lifted up by that spirit, and they had no more fear. No more fear. For they were living in danger each day. Each day, eight, ten of them would get together at a house here, there, and so forth. They were risking their lives. But today they step out and declare Jesus Christ as their Savior with no inhibitions, with great courage. And again, this applies to you and me. I've never seen the tongue of flames coming into the house, but I have had the burning flames in my heart. I have known Jesus Christ's presence. When I, Wayne Hollinshed, was not able to carry on, I did, I knew it. And the closer I get to him, the more I know it. I can sense it. I can sense his presence. And I don't have to worry. For he will carry me. As long as I am doing his will, he will carry me. He is not setting you up, or you up, or you up, for failure. He did not put it on your heart to sing in the choir just so you'd be a failure. He set it on your heart so you could sing with joy and happiness and enrich the lives of all of us. And with you, whatever he's called you to do, you may be somewhat intimidated. You may be stepping out of your comfort zone. But that Holy Spirit is with you. Where did this thought come from? I contend that the thought was placed on your heart by Jesus Christ. If you have never taught Sunday school before and then you volunteered, and when you volunteered, you were saying, wait a minute, who was that? Who raised their hand? That surely wasn't me. For it scares me to talk in front of anybody. It was Jesus Christ. He may have been nudging you, but he may have pushed you to serve him, to serve him. 
You see, just like the disciples, we have those talents that are truly his. Some of you may remember the story of Stephen. He is the first follower of Jesus Christ that was martyred. He went out without any fear and was preaching the word of God. And then the religious leaders started questioning him just like they did Peter before, Jesus before, and he gave such strong answers. He was not intimidated at all because these are the religious leaders. They could wear all the sashes they want, but Stephen was not intimidated. They could have in today's world a whole chest covered with medals, and he was not intimidated. He answered. He answered. He answered their questions truthfully. So what did they do? They then stoned him. Acts, the seventh verse, 56, seventh chapter, 56 verse. Stephen was being attacked, and he says in the 56th verse, Look, I see heaven opening, and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. At this, they covered their ears and yelling at the top of their voices. They all rushed at him, dragging him out of the city and began to stone him. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. You may remember Saul. But maybe you remember it by the name of Paul. Saul was there. While they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell on his knees and cried out. See if these words sound familiar. Lord, do not hold this sin against, him, against them. When he had said this, he fell asleep. And Saul approved of this killing. Stephen had the courage to speak to up for Jesus Christ. And there's no telling how many people were there that was moved by his courage. We don't know that the Bible doesn't record that. We just know that there were those there that stoned him. And it is recorded that Saul was there. Later on, on the road to Damascus, he had a moment in which he was struck with blindness and he saw Jesus Christ himself. And the world has never been the same. For that one man took it upon himself to share the word of Jesus Christ no matter what. He too had been, he had been stoned, he had been whipped, he had been thrown in prison, but nothing was going to stop him from preaching the word of Jesus Christ. One man, and now all these many books in the Bible that he wrote letters from prison because he had the courage. What would happen to this world if 10 of us in here today had that kind of courage? If 10 of us today shared in writings, in phone calls, in conversations, Jesus Christ lives, folks. He lives. We know that if this world is ever going to heal, it's not going to be with tanks, it's not going to be with the biggest bombs, it's going to be through Jesus Christ. 
He is the one that has got to heal the hearts of all mankind, regardless of race, creed, or color. Jesus Christ is still the answer. He was then, He is now, and He will be forever. So this day, over 2,000 years ago, the disciples were in that upper room and had that experience of the tongues and the flames and the conversion of thousands to Jesus Christ. That was the beginning of the church, as I have previously said. The church has the movement led by Him and His love and His design. I personally do not believe it's in His design that we have so many splintered denominations, but it is by His design that every place there is a house of the Lord, they are worshiping Him and praising Him. For there is only one true God, Jesus Christ. I hope you know Him. I hope you know Him that way. If not, maybe this day you have had that Holy Spirit come upon you. You saw Nikki. You saw this young lady being baptized and giving herself to Christ. And maybe your life too has been changed. Maybe you're thinking, what has she found that I did not find? What is it she knows about Jesus that I don't know about? I want to give myself to Christ without any restrictions. No limitation. It's not like a contract. Okay, Jesus, I'm going to give my life to you, but you got to do this, this, and this. And then you start bargaining. Uh-uh. You give yourself to Jesus Christ wholly. Totally surrender. For there's not a single one that come to him that are without blemishes. And he will wash them away through the blood of Christ. You and I will be cleansed. If anybody today would like to rededicate their life to Christ,